to the Hager Hey Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Miller. Thank you for tuning in to episode 42. And I am here with my guest, Miss April underscore praise break heart. <laughs> Why do I just call you April underscore praise break? Like, I don't even feel like you have a last name. A lot of people call me just April praise, but my legal middle name is praise, like on my birth certificate. April, you are lying to me right now. No, and I was, <laughs> so, and I was born on the Easter Sunday. Yeah, I was born safe. I'm Let me find out. That Are you the it. second coming? Um, no. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be good. <laughs> okay. First of all, that is a very interesting fact. And I was so my parent originally my name was supposed to be Megan. Okay. It was going to be Megan Praise for M and P for Mike and Pam for my parents. Uh huh. But I was born in April, and they said in April they had a lot to praise God for. My God. So named me April Praise Heart. On an Easter Sunday, so you didn't have no choice but to be a woman of God. I didn't. I literally. <laughs> what if you? What if you went another it. way? I literally. Did it would it. never have worked it out for never you. Worked. Oh my gosh! I love you even more now because of that fact. Thank you. Thank you. But I am so happy to have you here. I want you to give a little intro about yourself. Where do you come from? How did you get to Houston? How did you get to be April underscore Praise Break? Yeah. Give us a little. Tell about of all those things. So I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. My dad, um, he grew up, well, when he was two, he moved to Jamaica. My mm-hmm. dad's family is Jamaican. My okay. mom is from Brooklyn, but both of her families have a West Indian roots. Her father was Dominican. Mm. Her mother was from St. Vincent, and her parents met in Aruba. Wow. And then they went to New York. My mom was born. So I'm like a West Indian mutt. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So big up. <laughs> big up to the people, them. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm a PK. So my dad is actually an elder of a church, okay. but he would preach there. People would call him to preach all over. Mm. So it wasn't out of the norm one Sunday to be like, hey, we're going to Savannah, Georgia today. Yeah. You go preach. We come back the same day. Wow. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Atlanta. Um, I moved out to Houston when I was 18 to go to the University of Houston. Okay. And I liked it so much that I was like, I'm getting a job. I'm staying here because I'm not going home. I'm the only, I'm the oldest of four siblings. Yeah. I'm the only one of my siblings who like was like, I'm getting away I'm from out, here. Really? I'm out. Peace out. Yeah. And so I came to Houston. I loved it. I stayed here. And uh, yeah. And you've been here how many years? Since 2011. So this August will make nine years. Wow. And I always hear, you know, Atlanta is like Black Hollywood. So many great things going on in Atlanta. Don't know why my phone just went off because I definitely put it on airplane mode. Very (laughs) unprofessional, y'all. I'm very sorry about that. But, um... What is the, so what do you say about Houston versus Atlanta? Because I feel like those are two of the cities that kind of, I know for me living in Buffalo for as long as I did, yeah. people always are moving to either Atlanta, somewhere in Charlotte. Houston is a huge place people move to. Can you talk a little bit about like, what what's the deal with Houston versus Atlanta? What so, do you think some of the pros and cons are? I like Houston more than Atlanta because, well, for one, my whole adult life is here. Okay. And so I didn't like the Atlanta that everybody sees, everybody loves. I didn't get to experience that yeah. because I was like little and right. then I grew up and then, you know, 
on PK, so you know I can't do certain yes. things. And so when I got out here, this is like my adult life out yeah. here. But I'm a big foodie. Okay. The food scene here like is so much more diverse really than in Atlanta. Oh yeah. I mean Atlanta and no city got better wings than Atlanta. Atlanta oh. got the best wings. Wings? Like, what do you mean by like, wings? Like, hot wings. Like, Are you sure? Because I'm from Buffalo. No, 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 no. Yeah. I feel like that's y'all, debatable, no. y'all. I, all my Buffalo peoples, I don't know how y'all going to feel nah, about that comment. because y'all eat is Buffalo wings. That's all okay? we, we got lemon pepper. Yeah, yeah lemon pepper wet. Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. You, you know, um, one of the best place for wings in Atlanta actually moved out here to uh houston it's called american deli okay and every atlanta person already knows their order when mm. they go in there so like every time i go in there i'm like i need a 10 piece hot extra wet lemon pepper sprinkle with a peach drink you gotta have the peach drink the peach drink you gotta have the peach drink and it gotta be in the ghetto if it looks nice <laughs> if it looks nice i don't eat there you can't even do it no but um the food scene for me out here is crazy like it is so crazy crawfish like i love crawfish and yeah. they ain't got crawfish in Atlanta they don't so I was like I can't go back what can I do what's I the can't. point of going but when you go back now is do you have like an amazing time on the like Atlanta scene or are you like I'm ready to go back home usually so I tell people I have a four day rule when okay. I go home <laughs> I got a four day rule. I'm not going all over the place. Uh-huh. I let the people know because most of my friends are actually like out here. Okay. Like I only have like a few friends left back at home. Yeah. But I let the four, you know, a couple people know like, hey, I'm here. I'll be at my parents' house because after four days, that's when I start getting chores. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> when I start getting work. chores and I'd be like, I'm not. I don't live here. Yeah, like I don't live here. Yeah, and then usually, see now that I uh, I, I play uh, at Hope City, and when I started playing for my other church, I would leave on Saturday. Okay, so you can so get I back. Did, so I didn't have to go to church. Oh, because um, my church at home, we there from nine to one. Oh, oh, and it's not church. like it's not like nine to one. Like I'm at Hope City from like seven to one. Yeah, on a normal Sunday when I'm playing. Yeah, but that's including that's two services. Right. That's including you know setup, right, right, sound right. check, and all that. No, this is one so. Service. The the denomination I grew up with is called Brethren. It's very big in like England and the West Indies. What I never heard of yeah. in my life. So it's basically. I would say it's um, non, it's conservative, non-charismatic Pentecostal without the shouting and speaking in tongues. Okay, so what does that so even look like? So when you strip it to bare bones, that's how that's how I describe it to people because like people very don't know it. much doctrine based. Very, very. I mean the the word is heavy. Okay, like the word is heavy. I credit my biblical foundation yeah. to the bread. I mean the word is preached heavy. Yeah, but like um, so for instance, the Lord's Supper communion, we take it every Sunday. Now my old church, I came from in, in Houston, we took it every Sunday, uh-huh. but it's a service. Okay, like from nine to ten every Sunday is the lord's supper remembrance service mm. um different men can get up and give out hymns mm. uh, different men can pray different men can go up and um say a word over whatever and there's no like music and then we take the emblems at the end okay so that's from 9 to 10 10 15 to no you get that 15 minute break 10 30 to 11 15 is yeah. sunday school okay sunday school i sunday know about school. that exactly old school old school yeah. and then 11 30 till whenever you usually on a good day we get out at like one ish but that's like the main service so that's where it'll be praise and worship yeah 
uh, somebody's special music in a word. Mm. So that was every single. And this is the Sunday. brethren denomination. Mm-hmm. E- wherever you go, that's normally the. Would you say the structure? That's of normally the, the the different. The way you can tell that it's a brethren church is because of that Lord's Supper service at the oh. beginning. Oh, that that whole. And service. why do they feel that it's necessary every Sunday? Do they say? Um, because well, it's usually referenced to in the Bible where it talks about as often as you meet, do this in remembrance. Mm, yes. So that's. That's why every because you meet Sunday, and they feel like that's actually very literal. They take that part very, right. very literal. So that's why every Sunday now, and it's not like literal to the point. It's like every time we have a meeting, we're taking communion. Yeah. But it's on a Sunday morning as often as you meet. Yes. Do this in remembrance. And as opposed to like other churches I've been to. Like where once they a month take it, or quarterly or something. Right. Once a month, quarterly, or even my old church where we take it every Sunday. It wasn't a service. Like we sing a song, we take it, we keep moving. But they um, really believe in remembering like taking time to remember the sacrifice that Christ made. What do you feel about that? This, this, listen, let me just tell you, y'all know on the Hey Girl Hey podcast, we don't have no structure because I'm very (laughs) interested in this. So I'm sorry I'm diving into this, but how do you feel about that versus not taking it every Sunday? Do you feel like there's a difference in your week when you don't take communion or is it, do you feel any difference not taking it versus taking it every week? Um, to, to like be completely honest, I feel like it is important to take every week, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's a matter of your heart when you're taking it. Right. Um, I know I've gotten, when I did take it every week, I've gotten in the cycle of like, oh, we just doing this. We just yes. doing this. We just doing this. Yeah. Rather than what I'm seeing like um, now at Hope City, since it's not every week, you get those times. They're like, wow, we're really remembering because yeah. we're not getting this again. So I don't necessarily think there's like a right or a wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, there's nothing... The Bible says everything in moderation, but that doesn't come to, that doesn't apply when it comes to commands. So there's no bad thing in doing it every Every week. week. Right, 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 right. And I mean, the remembrance service, that's, you know, that's, that's up to church. That's up to the church. I think that's important because we, I recently, so everybody knows Madison, my daughter, nine years old, shout out to Madison. Um, She recently asked to take communion Mm -hmm. and she, she had missed it. The service had already uh, done it, but she, her and her friend wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, man, like now I'm to the point where I'm trying to teach my daughter, like what this means. Mm -hmm. And we literally had like in the hallway at Hope City, me, her friend, and um, our campus pastor happened to be walking by. Yeah. So I had him come and do like a quick prayer with them. It's like, it's it's just like those little things that the way we were raised, now you're having to teach it to your child. So what's right. the right, what's the wrong? But like you said, I think it's a matter of the heart mm-hmm. when you do take it as often as you do versus how you choose or whatever. And have I mean, you ever taken it at your house by yourself? Is that a thing no, people do? No. Okay. No, okay. I haven't okay. taken it. <laughs> That wasn't like a judgment. I'm just no, asking, no, no, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because no. I didn't know if it was something that y'all brethren may do. Mm-mm. Usually it's just like at at church every yeah. week on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not necessarily during the week. Okay. But I mean, they what they do do a great job of is explaining communion every Sunday. Explaining okay. that... You know, this is how the Bible talks about. This is for believers. Yes. This is, you know, only for believers. And then, you know, they add the scary element, like the Bible says, you know, you take, can die. take your you heart. Take, exactly. Right. Lest you die. We and don't so even talk about like, that no more. <laughs> Hello. 
And so they'll be like, yo, if you, uh, you need to check your heart. Yeah. Before. I mean, I remember we would get it because we usually left the house about 830 to be at church by nine. Yeah. And so we'd be up from seven o'clock. And if something happened that morning or something happened during that week. You got to get what, that thing right. What, what my mom would be like, don't you take communion today? Yes, girl, that's don't old school, right? Today. You make a decision not to take it if your heart isn't right. Don't. Well, even and when people went through like um, church discipline and uh-huh. such, that was a part of it. Like you couldn't take communion. You can't take communion. Wow. Like it's. It's real. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like there is there is that part that's missing from the teaching nowadays. But I also feel like right before communion, that's an opportunity for you to get your heart. But is that enough time to get your heart? I don't know. Exactly. It's something to be said, though. Yeah. Yeah, we went off the deep end on it. I'm sorry. That was interesting to me. I just had a little dive, a little churchy dive. But um, let's get back to April underscore praise break and your life that's and your funny. amazingness. So you graduated from University of Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in education. How did that look like transitioning from college into teaching? Like, what was that? What was that transition so like? So it was actually all a God thing because from the time I was 12 to the time I was 18, I was going to be a chef. Like, yes, mm. anybody, I was going to be a chef. I was going to, I watch Food Network all the time. I was going to have my own restaurant yeah. called Jamitaly because Ooh. it was Jamaican food and Italian food. I was going to combine them. What? Called Jamitaly. I feel like, like you still do that, but anyway. I mean, the Lord didn't tell me that. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, so I went to school for that yeah. and I was going to be, I was determined to be on food network. I mm. said, I'm going to have my own show. Now this could pop off low key. It's going to be called one Oh six and pots instead of one Oh six and park. Come so we show the music videos, but yes. in between we'd be cooking in oh the kitchen. Oh my gosh. That actually sounds very good. live. Yeah. It's not too late. Anyway. Listen, it's not. But, um, so once I got into school, I went to the University of Houston, the third hospitality school in like the nation. Wow. No, that one's third in the world. Wow. Um, only behind Cornell and some school in Switzerland. Oh. And so I went there and you could start getting classes in your major freshman year. Okay. And so I went and I was like, oh, this is great. I said, but chefs don't get nights. They don't get weekends. Yeah. I said, I need those. Yeah. I said, but I still love food. So I said, okay, I'm going to stay within school and change my emphasis to catering. Mm. Catering was great. I was making good money. I actually worked at Pappas Catering like on and off for like two years. Mm. See, I'm a, another Jamaican thing. It's like you got to have all the jobs. jobs. Oh, yeah. So I had like two, three jobs. At yes. Time. I feel like I could be Jamaican back in my youth. I used to always have like two, three jobs. Yeah. You got to yeah. have two, three jobs. Yeah. Like if you only have one. So you're not. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Go on. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> so I worked in catering and I was like, it's good money, but it's not consistent. Okay. And so I was like, okay, well, what do I want to do? And I had in high school, I was really good with marketing. Mm. I was in some club called DECA. I national, I went to a national competition, yeah. won like awards. And so I was like, bet I'll change it to um, hospitality marketing. I'll graduate, work at a hospitality marketing firm, get this big office, yeah. be a marketing set. Cause I actually loved doing that. Like I loved all the rebranding plans I got to do in school. I love that. Yeah. And so I graduated with my, it was still a hospitality degree. My emphasis was in um, hospitality marketing. And I actually ended up at an event production company in mm. Houston. Uh, I was production support, but then I ended up being the labor coordinator. And so I had always liked AV and stuff like that. Like my church back home, I was on the praise team, but we had to go to so many services and I didn't feel like sending people. So I went in the sound booth. I said, show me how all this works. Yeah. 
So I learned all that. Yeah. And so the company was like great. Like every Friday was Vajita Friday. Mm. Like they fed us. Yeah. We had um, Thursday, third Thursdays every month. <laughs> so that was great. Um, and I got to, we worked with like a couple, we worked with big companies, worked with a couple big names. Like one of my first on-site things, I got to go to this show we were doing because Cool in the Gang was performing. So I was up in the booth. Wow. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's Cool in the Gang. So yeah. I <laughs> and um, I was like, this is great. And then I got to a point. Well, first of all, I experienced my first, my only one real adult summer, mm. like with no breaks during the year. I said, oh, God, uh-uh. Like um, no. And then I looked at my bank account and I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> and we were on, they paid my phone bill and stuff, but it was because we were on call all the time. Oh, okay. And so because I was the labor coordinator, they could be having shows um, that load in early in the morning and if a lighting tech didn't show up they'd call me and be like hey where is he can you get me another one yeah. I remember my old church I was preaching a bible study you know me preaching bible study my phone rang in it's work um, I was going and I would tell them be like y'all I do stuff at the church don't call me Sunday don't call me Sunday don't call me Sunday I was in Dallas at my aunt's church and sure enough they blowing up my phone I was like nah 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 oh, man. but I also was very low on purpose at the time like, okay. I didn't know what I ultimately wanted to do yeah. and so I prayed I said God what do you want me to do mm. and he said you need to teach mm. and I said Lord you're not talking to me <laughs> you can't be because talking to I, me. I had you had uh, never taught or desired well I was a youth mentor volunteer for my previous church. I worked with the youth for like four years. Okay. I'd done vacation Bible school, but like teach my mom, she's been in education a number of years and she started in kindergarten. She was a paraprofessional. She used to come home and I was like, I would never yeah. work with them. They're too needy. <laughs> like, no. And now the school I'm at is only pre-K and kinder. So oh God is funny. Gosh, that is funny. I was like, no God, I'm not finna teach. Like, no, he was like, you need to teach. Mm. And the only thing I knew that I I could teach well was music yeah and so i was like okay so i enrolled in an alternative certification program yeah and then that christmas and it was right before we were about to get a lot of work for the super bowl yeah and so we were working on that and that christmas um i applied to a job i saw at a school in houston's third ward i got i applied on tuesday Got the interview on Thursday. That mm. following Monday, they emailed me and told me I got the job, Shut which up. means I could take the Christmas break that we had. Yeah. And then I was starting the following semester. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the process where you heard God tell you that and the process of you going to get your certification. Mm. I mean, that's something to be said that you were so obedient. <laughs> yeah. Or What was that? What was that yeah. like for you? Well, so the thing about a charter school is you can actually uh, teach without a certification. Yeah. So I started the process and got most of the stuff out of the way, but I actually did not get my full certification until um, August mm. of 2018. Mm. Like there was tests you had to take after yeah. them and all that. <laughs> but I had also experienced in college. Now, not to say after college, I had a period after college where I'm like, I'm an adult. I'm going to do what I want. I want a little crazy. Yeah. I want a little crazy. Thank God for its grace and permission. I want a little crazy. But there was one point my sophomore year in college where I was really like, 
literally like the Bible talks about like lukewarm, hot and cold. I was leading Bible study. They make no sense. Mm. But um, the guy who discipled me, he really saw something in me. And uh, I was leading Bible study on Wednesdays, but I was out every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm. But my friends knew they'd be like, oh, April said April not going out late on Saturday because I have to lead worship on Sunday. And so it was like my whole sophomore year. I was doing that and I came to a crossroads and then that's when I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And I remember what it was like to be outside of God's will yeah, and how that felt. And so when God told me this, as crazy as it seemed, I was like, I know what it's like to be outside and I can't be outside again. Right, right, right. So what you want me to do, Mm. that's fine. I'm going to do it. Mm. That's deep. I, I feel like I can share in that feeling like because I was the same way I went through a period of time when I I never ever have left church ever and that was never an option (laughs) for me but you're talking about the lifestyle from Monday to Saturday was sketch yeah was sketch and I just remember always feeling like always on that line of like God I know I'm not quite in your will but I know I'm dead wrong like I know that there is a lot that needs to happen Mm -hmm. and that's why for me when God does speak it's like Sometimes you're like, oh, for real, God? But you're like, I got to do it. Because it's nothing like being so close to his will. Yeah. It's just like, you're too close. And God is like, you're so close. Just come on, come on. And, and I know that that's good that you said that. Mm. I love it. Come on, preach, April. Listen, I'm very church. I tell people I'm real, church. I'm righteous, and I'm I'm ratchet. Okay? I love <laughs> Jesus and church music. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I can do same. Mary Mary and Gucci Mane. <laughs> Okay. And I'm still going to heaven. That's you still going to heaven. I am still going to heaven. Your name is in the book. It's in the book. It's in there. So you started teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming the first, I don't know, let talk about how many years or how many uh, whatever you went through where you were kind of more of a traditional teacher. Or did you come in straight off the gate? So I was style? never a traditional teacher because okay. I never had like an education background. Like I did the trainings within the certification program, but the way like a classroom was supposed to look, I was teaching elementary school. So I was remembering my music class in elementary school. And I knew the stuff that I had to teach, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it this way. And it was really like trial and error. Okay. So it was like, um, I was big into like PowerPoint. I'm big into like technology. Yes. So going in there, I had like PowerPoints. I had videos. But I'm sure it was elaborate. Well, oh yeah. Well, it was the first school I worked at was pre-K through fourth. Okay. So I was dealing with all that. And um, it was a lot of them sitting and then I would lecture Uh and then they would watch it. But then we'd get up, we'd dance, we'd do whatever. Yeah. Um, And... It was like, this isn't going to work <laughs> yeah. this is, because I was losing my voice every week. having wow. to spend all weekend getting it back because I had to leave worship on Sunday. Wow. Um, I remember my first year, I show, I know I came to work with the flu. Mm. Like, I know I had the whole flu. I was like a dead man walking. <laughs> I know I had the flu. And I was there doing that. Um, kids are bad, man. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> They're not bad, but, you know, we make bad choices. And so it actually put me at a crossroads where I was like, God, you told me to come here. I don't know what I was supposed to do. And he told me, like he told Moses, use what's in your hand. Mm. Basically, like, use what you know rather than trying to do what everybody else is doing. Because I also would feel like a sense of shame going to talk to the other music teachers because I felt like they would be teaching the stuff that I'm like, I'm supposed to be teaching that. 
and I'm not teaching that or their classroom would look a certain way. And my class from the moment I started teaching, I said, okay, I'm gonna decorate. And I went and bought like all these $1 vinyls. So like even in my classroom now, there's vinyls, oh, wow. vinyl covers like everywhere. Yeah. Cause I was like, this is my classroom. Right. So it's going to feel like me. Yeah. And so I would feel that shame when I go talk to other teachers and God was like, use what's in your hand. Yeah. And, um, it's funny, in addition, you know, like playing and singing and stuff, I DJ on the side. Wow. A little bit. DJ, Jamaican. DJ, Jamaican. Yep. DJ A Fresh, you know what I'm saying? Um, Shout out to DJ And so A Fresh. what I knew was DJing and I knew how to control a crowd. Mm. And then it clicked to me the way that I, as a DJ, control a party yeah. the same way a teacher controls a classroom. Yeah. And so when I started taking aspects of what I do when I'm preparing to DJ, whenever I'm doing stuff, when I started taking aspects of that into mm. my teaching, totally changed wow that's dope totally changed yeah so yeah and did the kids instantly respond to that in a positive way where you knew that you were onto something oh yeah i mean they always they always especially the older kids they always like responded in a positive way because i was what a i'm 26 now i was 20 like three when i started teaching okay so like these fourth grade kid. I was listening to the same stuff they was listening to. Yeah. So I would play <laughs> it and be ready. like, oh, Miss yeah. Harry, you know that? Yeah. You know that? Like, I'd be doing all that with them. And so they always like responded to yeah. that. But I think when I really started implementing it, I recognized for myself like, okay, now I'm a better teacher. Mm. I'm not just like the fun auntie yeah. anymore. Like, I'm a real teacher. Wow. That's yeah. good. And so the reason that you're here with us this week is you are launching your YouTube. So talk a little bit about that and what that is going to look like in relation to your teaching and where you want that to go. So it's ultimately called, the name of the page is called Coolest Teacher in the Land. Um, When people log on to it, they're going to see every, the intro video for all the videos is this music video, this song I wrote and produced and my homeboy, shout out to Van Ware. He uh, shot the video and then I edited it. And so it looks a little ghetto. It's not, I promise. No, it Um, looks good. I saw it. It's not ghetto. You know, and if it is, you know, then you don't need me. Um, (laughs) But basically it's a teacher motivation page. And the Lord really gave me the idea because I was thinking like every time people want to inspire teachers, they're like, oh, do it for your kids. Your kids need you. Which is true. Mm -hmm. But then like as teachers, there are days we don't want to do it for our kids. We don't want to do it for ourselves. And so there was really there's really a, a market per se of people who need to speak into that. Mm. And God had given me the idea for um, a book in this workshop that I've uh, done a couple of times. I'm actually doing it in a couple of weeks in San Antonio. Okay. And uh, I thought that's all I had. Yeah. I thought that's all I had when it came to this. I thought I was going to be big and go off of this. And mm. it was, it's called from turntables to lesson plans, yeah. five ways thinking like a DJ can change your classroom. Mm. And so I was like, Oh, I know this going to blow up. I know this going to be dope. Um, and then God gave me this. Cause he was like, you're not a, you're not a one trick pony. Yeah. This isn't all I have for you. And really let me use my gift of communication. So on this page, there'll be different teacher motivation videos talking about everything from, um, I think the other day I shot on observation anxiety when you're being observed and everything that you go through, um, on, uh, practicing grad, how practicing gratitude will be better, better for your well-being. Mm. Um, 
um, I'll interview different people. Uh, they'll be each season because it'll be broken up into seasons because yeah. I'm a teacher. Summertime, I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, each season will have like a round table where me and my other teacher friends, we just sit and we just talking about like what we really go through because yeah. a lot of people don't know. Right. Like they just like, oh, we teach ABCs and one, two, threes. Like right. that's not it. It's more to it. It's than way that. more to it. Yeah. And so it'll be that. And then um, there'll be a couple parental resources like I'm doing read alouds with DJ A Fresh. And so basically I'm reading books, but I have different different um songs and stuff playing in the background like uh which one i recorded the other day uh i read this and it's stuff i've done in the classroom but i'm like no every kid needs access to this so i took this old man but i do it to the um instrumental of international players anthem by outcast and ugk and so uh yeah that's dope i love that april i'm so excited for you yeah and whenever god gives it to you like we think we have an idea of where it's going to go, mm-hmm. but we don't. It can go so much bigger. It will yeah. go so much bigger because that's what happens when God gives you this little thing and you feel like, well, let me make my contribution. But no, the fact that you're obedient and are yeah. following God's leading, I'm like super excited. Well, the whole my word last year was obedient. Mm. And when I was studying into what obedience really is from my upbringing, from different um church settings I've been into obedience seemed like a bad word because mm. every time people would say obey the word of God yeah. your mind automatically went to okay the do's and don'ts I can't right, do this I can't right, do this right. I can't do this but when I really realized like no obedience is doing what God's called you to do obedience yeah. is if God tells you to do something you do it and my favorite Bible character who I studied last year is David mm. and uh this this is I did for another book for another time, but the the David approach to life is what I'm taking. If you read through David's life, like he asked God about everything. Mm. If he was going into battle and he'd be like left or right, God, mm. left, should I stay or should I go? Yeah. Go like it wasn't even just the big decisions. Yeah, and taking that and then take a friend of mine. Um, Clesia Miller, she graduated from the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And so I remember one time she was talking to me on the phone. I was asking her to pray about something. She was like, well, ask God what he says. And I was like, I will. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, you know, I'm going to. And she was like, I'll wait. Mm. I was like, what you mean I'll wait? She said, God don't take long to talk. Mm. And that I, that one statement she wow. said, plus studying the life of David, yeah. changed my whole yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. Like we think when we talk to God about certain things, like we really have to wait and see. And he takes a week or he takes God talked to David and them like that. Yeah. And if he was talking that God didn't stop talking. He didn't stop talking. God's never stopped talking. That's true. And so when I realized like that's what true obedience was, mm. it was easy for me to follow this when when God told me to do it. Yeah. Cause I'm like, this isn't a, a do or don't, this is will you or won't you. Right, right, right. Wow. That's yeah. good. And you know what? I just feel like that point you just made, like, cause there's been times where I, I've asked God for something mm. and I, I did feel like it took a long time for my answer to, to actually like be like in my face, like this is what I'm saying. But now I'm kind of like, he probably said it way sooner than that. I just yeah. didn't hear him or I did not receive what he was telling me the way it needed that. to be received. But you're right. Why would God not speak to us when he's our father and wants to have daily and, and hourly communication with us? He's not sitting here like, I'm going to talk to you in six months. Like, no, he's, he's talking to us daily. Yeah. You just got to be open to hear him. And that's the question. Are we open to hear him? Are we hearing him? Are we in a position to hear Hello. him? Hello. Yeah. That was good. Like, you are having, like, all these little uh, preaching moments. Do you feel called to minister? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Listen. What? What? Listen. I'm like, 
like, do you say listen, yes or no? <laughs> listen, the Lord has called me to use my gift of communication for these children to inspire other teachers, um, to worship the the Lord did not call me. I'm praying against, but the Lord did not call. I can't be nobody's first lady. Okay. Not first I can't lady. be first. I'm too ratchet to be a first lady. Who said first lady? I said minister. That's, um, in, <laughs> I mean, I might, you know, here or there, here, here or there, I wouldn't. You're open to it. Oh yeah. But you know what I love about like God and, and ministry like we think about it in the pulpit setting or whatever yeah that's where we come from right yeah. but like i always joke with my pastor trinity who is the hey girl hey podcast pastor <laughs> that's um, true he always you know he's open to whatever like you said mm-hmm. but i really feel like he is a minister he's not mm-hmm. ordained in that aspect but god can use all of us in that way he's using you in that way today mm-hmm. dropping all these messages Listen. to it you know what i mean so i just feel like we, it looks so different and we need and God needs all those kind of people planted around to be able to deliver his word essentially without being behind a pulpit like you're doing oh yeah so you are a minister oh yeah well hey. you've been ordained today listen I just got ordained y'all just got ordained. my price went up <laughs> okay you will address me as, as bishop's such. prophetess <laughs> April praise from now so on quick, so quick you just that's took it off. what took it right what on. praise the lord thanks I was glad when they Look, said unto me let's talk about the good stuff about how you about to get somebody's son out here somebody's son I love when you put Somebody on your Instagram this. y'all if y'all not following April underscore praise break I need you to follow because it will bless your life it because will. she is hilarious and you are single free to mingle what flying listen I want to do an event tell me what you think about it I want to have like a mixer mm-hmm. where I have like 10 single guys 10 single girls mm-hmm. come together I'm going to be doing my podcast at the same time mm-hmm. be like a live podcast as like everybody's like mingling and getting to know one mm-hmm. another everybody got to wear sweats though what do you mean sweats? everybody got to wear sweats sweatpants like like sweat everybody got to come everybody got to come regular like regular like regular what what, what is your reason for that tell because me because this is what you gonna get normally yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> you need to see me as i am what? if i come dripped up draped out you gonna expect and that's not a consistent <laughs> thing <laughs> too much upkeep <laughs> It's too wait, much. Wait a second. It's too much. But that's good. That's kind of like a cool idea. No, it is a cool idea. Like not coming dressed up, not coming fancy, just come super chill. Yeah. That is cool. I like that. And they, I mean, they need to be very, very single. Okay. Cause you got folks who. What's, tell us what's happening in you your got, DMs. What's not, what? My DMs is dry as the Sahara. <laughs> Okay. There's nothing <laughs> happening, but it's my fault. Okay. okay, it's my fault because there's certain songs you shouldn't sing and certain prayers you shouldn't pray uh-huh. unless you really mm-hmm. want them. Yeah. And I told God, based off of I was listening to one of my other favorite podcasts, other than Hey Girl Hey, is uh Jesus and Joloff. I like Jesus and, and Joloff too. Yvonne Orgy says Ooh. she prayed, mm. God, if it's not Him, don't even bring Him along because mm. I'm not I'm not trying to like waste you my time. You prayed that same prayer? I did, and I got mad at God a couple like a month or so ago. I said, mm. God, this don't make no sense. Mm. Like I'm healed now from my past relationship. Mm. I like I'm good. Why? Why? He said, Didn't you say? Didn't you ask? I said, girl, can't you not be saying stuff to God if you don't mean it? What? And you meant it in your heart. I did. I did. Well, listen, come to the mixer still. Listen, I'm a beer. Because you still never know when God will do it. What? You got to be ready and willing. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now? Yeah. (laughs) 
what now is your prayer a little different like okay God. i am ready yeah yeah yeah. now i am i am more than ready yeah. i am healed i am whole i am on purpose now so now i'm like okay but i love that you are doing your thing like i always tell people like if you're single be single but be bomb like yeah. in whatever you're doing because it's nothing like a man finding a woman who is doing her her purpose what she's called to do yeah as opposed to you just sit so you just sitting up waiting around for a man no like do every single day live your life to the fullest mm-hmm. because when you get married and anybody that's married knows it becomes a struggle to then do those things yeah because now you're focused on being a wife you're focused on being a mother and then you have to still make time for whatever it is that you want to do so i love and i think that's that's destiny as well that you are doing like launching your youtube yeah. out here doing all these other things in the meantime in between time while you waiting on somebody's son to find you because i can make room you can okay, <laughs> okay let's I be clear be, let's be, ready be, let's be to- clear <laughs> okay i might be booked and busy but if i you need would. to make room <laughs> i'll make room i love your heart i love your heart that is real listen it's going to happen for you. Let's I'm go. excited. I want to be a part of it. And you got to come back to the Hey Girl Hey podcast and tell us and about. And say, look at what the Lord has done. The, listen, I'm serious. My girl, I got to have her back on. Um, Jasmine mm. came on here talking about how she was single, celibate, waiting for God. That girl got married in about six months. Listen, I this, want to believe that it has something to do with this prophetic. podcast. I want to believe it. I feel him in here. Come on. Hey, He's God. all in these, right? All, all in the in Gap Band record. The, this yeah. is where he lives, y'all. So I'm excited for you to come back and do the follow-up. Listen, I, I, the other song I did on the on my Instagram was 2020 is a year mm. of somebody's son. <laughs> somebody's son. Somebody's Sing son. A bit of it. Go ahead. This is the year of somebody's son can she see what the lord has done he made my curls pop his body rock and the best has just begun 2020 is a year of somebody's son yeah i love it i hope somebody's son heard it and is ready you get yourself ready for this hello come on i love you so much i'm so excited that you came on the podcast i appreciate it so much fun tell everybody where they can find you tell everybody where they can find your youtube page what day is that launching i know it's launching this week right? yeah january 28th okay is when it's launching so if you go on youtube look up coolest teacher in the land Mm. it's on there i'm on twitter at teacher dj underscore okay uh, there's a fa- I'm not really on Facebook too much but the teaching stuff is on Facebook facebook.com slash coolest teacher in the land like she said the Instagram is April underscore praise break um, if you know somebody's son mm. you can hit somebody's son who's single saved and serving okay because um, that's important you can um, hit him up for me <laughs> just hit me in the DMs I'll give you the number yes. and uh, <laughs> you can find me at uh, good old Hope City yeah that's where yes. I love you so much April thank Thank you for coming. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Bye, girls. Bye. Adios. <laughs> you are hilarious. <laughs> I can't handle you. <laughs> A lot of people can't. And you sung the song all year. Listen, you told me to sing it. I'm singing. You told me to sing it. I'm singing. <laughs> that was hilarious. Drink you some water. Well. <laughs> so the episode will come out Monday. 